Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you for joining me. Deep and Wide is a weekly podcast that dives into the deeper things of the Christian faith, as well as a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal of our podcast is to challenge growth and inspire hope. Please enjoy this week's episode. What is up, friends and fam? Thank you guys for coming back and joining us for another episode. Just want to let you know that this week's episode has been sponsored by Resolute Ministries. That's resoluteministries.org. And it is a ministry that's primarily missions-based and content-based. But we have uh, widows and orphans in Kenya that we take care of um, and helping develop that area. We also have a pastor over there. We're doing some great work in that uh, part of Kenya, Mumias. It's almost at the Uganda border. And we also have missionaries in Belize. And uh, everything that comes through, guys, just goes back to that. So check out ResolutMinistries.org. You can even find the podcast link on there as well. And we will be coming out with some Resolute Ministries shirts, uh, T-shirts, and hats. Um, so if you want one, hit us up. All funds just go right back into the ministry, guys. So enjoy this week's episode as we dive into a couple-week series on discipleship, uh, but not like you would think. So enjoy. Look forward to uh, hearing from you. Please comment on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatevs. Uh, Talk to you guys soon. Hey, guys. We're going to get ready to jump into a series on discipleship and and what does it look like to be a disciple in the kingdom of God but instead of dealing with just the uh you know normal stuff which we'll jump into um you know about being in the word and about praying and um I want to spend this first one really just kind of talking about some of the internal things of discipleship I want to start talking about some of the things that we don't honestly always talk about from pulpits or churches, and sometimes we just doesn't have the 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 time, and and some people just don't even really want to hear about it. But um, I I want to I want us to deal with it. You know, I I love the topic of discipleship. I've talked about it a lot. Anybody who actually knows me is something that I'm very passionate about and have written about, um, and and I think it's something that we should all be aware of. I mean, if we're honest, our sanctification process is one of growth, about being a disciple. And um, as we jump into the series, I kind of want to define, you know, what is a disciple and, and these things. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start a basis for that. And then I want to jump into some um, dealing with the darkness in discipleship. And, and I'll explain what that means in a minute. So what is a disciple? A disciple is a fully surrendered, committed follower of Jesus. It's the process in which we grow to be, look, and live like our master. And one thing I want to emphasize in all of this is being a disciple is not knowing what the master knows, but it's being like the master is. And so again, there's multi-facets to this idea of discipleship, but the one thing that it all starts at, and I covered the word justification before, but before you're a true disciple, you have to be a, a fully surrendered one. And what that means is you have to exchange your life for the life of Christ, that you've made him the master and the king, not just what we call savior. Um, we have to understand that. So we're, we want to become like our 
master, which is Jesus. And then the uh, God the Father gives us the Holy Spirit and his word to empower us to know who he is and to look like him, okay? And one of the things that I, I want to lay to with part of this groundwork is, is that Jesus wasn't trying to get disciples to know all the right answers or know the entire Old Testament because a lot of them knew uh, the majority of the Old Testament. They had the Torah memorized. Um, but Jesus wanted the, the disciples to live, act, think, and embody who he was on the earth. Um, you know, that's where we get Christians, Christianu, little mini Christs. Um, he wants us to bring heaven to earth through us. So basically, we are supposed to be the representative and the embodiment of who Christ and who God the Father is, because Jesus was the visible of the uh, was the visible image of the invisible God, right? And so uh, now he's saying, hey, I want you guys to represent me and to look like me, not outwardly, but inwardly. That's where the Pharisees got it wrong, is they, they looked like the word outwardly, but they did not look like the word inwardly. It was a, a shifting of motives and surrender internally. So we'll talk about this um, later on. And, and honestly, I could spend so much time and, and we'll spend some of it in the future on the how of discipleship. Like, how do we make disciples? How do we become disciples? How do we walk and live as a disciple? And uh, I'm passionate about this topic, but I want to deal with that other part first. So um, in, in this process of discipleship, so I, I believe most people who are listening to the podcast at this time and at this moment are believers. Um, if you're not, I hope that you stay tuned and you listen and you understand the beauty and the gloriousness of walking with Jesus, but also the intangibles of some things are just hard, you know. Um, and so how do we deal with the darkness within ourselves without being a cliche believer? And what I mean by that is um, one of the things that, I don't know any other way to put it, but bugs me about Christianity is is how fake believers can be. And and I think, honestly, part of it is, again, we, we just don't know better, or that's all we hear. Um, but, but there's like this, let me call it a positivity gospel. I've never, <laughs> I've never said that before or even heard it, but it's just what, what I'm thinking. Listen, this positivity gospel of if we remain positive or we only see the good things or, um, I mean, you understand what I'm insinuating with this positivity gospel. We have to have a positive mindset. We can't focus on the negative. And trust me, listen, I am a positive person naturally. Uh, negativity really drains me down and exhausts me. I really don't like negativity. But what we've done is we've exchanged um, this positivity gospel without being honest and aware of what's going on internally. So I, I don't know if you guys have ever met this person at church. Um, I know some like it, and again, I love them, and I'm not condescending them, but I, I want you to understand where I'm going with this, is if you've ever gone to church on a Sunday morning, and uh, your your response is, hey, good morning, and how are you doing? And like, oh, blessed and highly favor the Lord. I'm the head and not the tail, right? Or there's this like, you know, where, where uh, I'm always good all the time because God is good all the time. And, and there's this idea that we're always good. You know what? Maybe that person is. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I'm not always good. I have some really crappy days. I have some really hard days. Uh, I have exhausting days. I have days where I'm just mentally fatigued, emotionally fatigued, spiritually fatigued. Um, I'm not always good. There's days where I'm the opposite of good and I'm doing bad. 
and you can ask my closest friends. There are just days where I am not doing well and I'm not feeling You can ask my wife. She'll tell you the truth. I mean, there's days where my kids, you're just kind of grumpy because it's not easy and it's hard, right? So I'm not discounting that. But but there's this superficial Christianity, and part of it is is the world is um, has a mantra of positivity, right? If you think positive things, positive things will happen. And listen, there is some truth to a lot of this, but what it does is it replaces... Again, the same thing with morality kind of replaces the need for Christ. Well, if I just stay positive, if I just stay this, no, listen, I have to, I have to stay fixated on Christ when I'm not feeling, and even when I am positive. See, the problem with too much positivity is, it, is we don't need the Lord anymore, right? And so, I want to talk about just for a few minutes about how do we deal with the honest darkness that we struggle with in this discipleship process. Um, I, I I deal with darkness a lot more than I would probably ever like to admit, and probably far more than anybody on this planet knows. Um, the, the guys, there is a battle that rages in my heart often and in my mind. Um, when I get in my feels and I start thinking about things and I start thinking about this world, and then you start to see the the brokenness and the hurting. And the pain and the downright wickedness in this life and in this world. And for many people, it's that wickedness or that hurt, their pain that happens to them. And you're seeing it and you feel powerless like there's nothing that you can do. Like, how do we deal with that? Listen, in the place I work, I work in downtown Las Vegas for a nonprofit. And we all, all we really talk about is the good things happening, right? The positives, you know, how many kids that, that we're tutoring in our programs and how many people we fed and, and the families that we've helped. But the truth is, man, there, there's so much other stuff that happens down there. Just, just on Friday, a house was burnt down to the ground. You know, it was accidental, but still it's a family of five trying to figure out what to do with their life. Or there's one time I was sitting there talking to this guy addicted to heroin. His leg just oozing with pus, but he doesn't want to go to the hospital. And he's sitting there just explaining to me, man, I wasn't always like this. I used to be somebody. I used to do something. And he goes on explaining what his life was before. And he had a few bad weeks and tried an experimental drug and got hooked on it. And now here he is in the streets, addicted to heroin, hating his life, but can't really see a way out. Or the prostitute that just swings by one of our outreaches to get a hot dog, and you want to pray with her, and you want to minister to her, but her pimp shows up, and she's got to jump in the car before she gets beat. How do we deal with this stuff, man? Like, obviously, you know, the super spiritual answer is we just take it to the Lord. You just take it to to the throne room, and I get all that, and we do it. But then what do you do with the darkness in your heart? All those, whether it's a wicked thought or an evil evil thought, or honestly, what do we do with the self-righteous thoughts? I can't sit here and, and pretend that I'm perfect and think days I'm like, God, I'm glad I'm not them. You know, we're out there trying to minister to them, but man, like, let's be real for a minute. Like, I'm thankful that I'm not in the street in fear of my life. 
seeing families who have been uh, homeless and helpless like guys like and that affects us more than we know but we also have to recognize that there is still some of that in us like I am saved and redeemed and set free and I don't live the life that I used to live but I know that there's things that struggle in my heart there's days you know where where you just I don't know about you but there's days where I just want to jump in my car and just drive just get away from all of the responsibilities. There's days that, that, that I look at people and I'm like, Lord, I, I don't even have anything to say to them. Like I, I, I know the beauty of your grace and the glorious gospel and I could share that with them. And then, then here's, here's where the struggle is. Not if the gospel is good enough, but am I wasting my time? Will they even listen? Will they even believe? Listen, I have preached the gospel hundreds of times in that neighborhood. And very few have come to the Lord. And I'm not talking about measuring things, but I'm saying like, listen, there's these these questions in our heart that we deal with. There's questions in our heart, in my heart sometimes. They're like, Lord, I've prayed for this person. Are they really even going to come to you? Are they even going to get it? Listen, there's this passage in Romans. And again, those who know me know I love Romans. Um, in Romans chapter 7, uh, there, there's this passage where Paul, so this is after Romans, uh, basically 3, 4, 5, and 6 is kind of laying out justification, the process of sanctification and baptism, and this new life that we're justified by faith and not by our works. And then uh, once you hit chapter 8, uh, you kind of get into lead, living a Christian life and the empowerment of the Spirit and how much God loves you. But in, in chapter 7, there's this shift where he's talking kind of about the law. But in verse 14, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but the but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin dwelling within me. And there's different theologians and different beliefs of what Paul's referring to and, you know, was Paul dealing with the sin and, and all these other different thoughts about what it could have been. Um, but, but here's my understanding. Listen, I, I love Jesus. I have sold out and committed my life to him wholeheartedly. We, we have moved across the country uh, just on faith because I, I felt like the Lord was telling us to. I, I have made decisions uh, based on the gospel and not financial gain. Listen, I, I have given everything that I can to him, but there's still things in me that do the very things I don't want to do, think the very thoughts I don't want to think. That's dealing with the darkness within. And the funny thing is about this episode is I'm not saying that I have this clear-cut answer of, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. But that's the beauty of the gospel. There is no formula. Guys, if I could tell you anything about discipleship, anything at all, I want to start at this point. There is no formula. 
There is no A plus B equals C in discipleship. It is all a process, and for each and every one of us, it's different. It's messy, and it's hard, and it's you're going to get dirty, and you're going to get uh, downtrodden, and, and, and you're going to feel overwhelmed at times, but then there's going to be days where you're at the mountaintop, where you fully understand and embrace the beauty of the gospel of grace. There's going to be days where you have more hope than you've ever had, more joy than you've ever had, more love than you've ever had, but then there's going to be days where you're just clinging and saying, God, I just need to feel a twinge of your love, or God, I am frustrated because I believe these things and I see these things and I hope these things, but I can't feel like I'm getting there. God, I feel like I'm on this journey, but I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what I'm doing. And that is where we're supposed to be in the midst of this journey, trusting Jesus with everything in us. You see, when we look at all these uh, greats in the Bible, we look at Abraham, the father of our faith. Abraham had no idea where he was going. He says, "Go to the Lord told Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. Not, hey, go to uh, point A, and once you get there, and then we'll go from here. No, he's like, listen, just go to a land. Just, just head north, and trust me, I'm going to get you there. Moses, wandering in the desert for 40 years. It was not the point of the destination. The point is the journey. But along the journey, listen, Moses didn't make it into the promised land because there was something inside of him that hadn't gotten uh, uh, worked out yet. So he got angry with the people and he disobeyed God. And listen, this is a guy who like led God's people forever. And he didn't make it because he hit a rock with a stick instead of speaking to it. Like, just think about that. The rock still produced water even in his disobedience. But God said, hey, listen, you showed the people disobeying me is okay. Uh, and so you can't make it. But there's all this journey. Listen, David wasn't perfect. David was one of the best kings, and, and, and God has elevated the name of David, and I love David. But but David had to live 14, 15 years running for his life from cave to cave rather than in the comfort of the castle. David had a journey with the Lord of trusting him, and multiple times David could have taken things into his own hands, but he didn't. He says, I am going to trust the Lord, instead of taking this into my own hands, story after story, even Jesus in the garden was like, not my will, but yours be done in agony and in sweating blood. He says, I'm going to trust father that your plan is better. But if listen, if there's a different way, I'll take it. But if this is the only way, I guess it's what I got to do. Even even uh, the apostle Peter, one of the greatest apostles, we talk about Peter, and Peter did great things for the kingdom, but after three and a half years walking day in and day out with Jesus, Peter still denies Jesus. And Jesus has to bring him back and re-encourage him because there was a darkness in his heart that had to be dealt with. And so here's what I want us to start. When we start talking about being disciples and this idea of discipleship and walking with the Lord, let's do it with honest hearts. Let's start to look inwardly. Like There's this question I heard once. I don't even know who preached it. But, but it's this question of what is it in me that needs to change? What is it in me that doesn't look like you? Father, help me change. Because we have to be able, we, we can't just ignore those things in our heart that aren't right. Um. Lastly, guys, I want to close up with this. It's a little longer than normal, but um, this is an excerpt by Paul Tillich from his famous work, The Shaking of the Foundations. And it's about grace because in this process of discipleship, grace is going to be the greatest key. Is God's grace on us 
And in many ways, we have to have grace on ourselves, um, especially if we're self-righteous and if we think that we're perfect or we obey all the time. Um, I just pray you get a reality check. I'll just put it that way. But this is that excerpt. Grace strikes us when we are in great pain and restless. It strikes us when we walk through the dark valley of a meaningless and empty life. It strikes us when, year after year, the longed-for perfection does not appear. When the old compulsions reign within us as they have for decades. When despair destroys all joy and courage. Sometimes at that moment a wave of light breaks into our darkness and it is as though a voice were saying, You are accepted. You are accepted. Accepted by that which is greater than you and the name of which you do not know. Do not ask for the name now. Perhaps you will find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. If that happens to us, we experience grace. Listen, guys. I pray that you get inner healing. That the wounds of the past and the pains of today and tomorrow, of the things that we struggle with, the things that we fear, the things that have happened, that we would experience God's grace and he would heal our hearts, not just our lands that we all pray for, but he'd heal our hearts and our minds, that we can be honest about what goes on within our heart and our mind and ask God to help us. Ask for the days where we can be comforted by His grace when we just don't understand or we're just struggling or we just don't get it. And I think that's where discipleship starts. Discipleship starts when we're finally honest with ourselves, when we're finally honest about what's going on. And God's not afraid of your questions. God's not afraid of them. And He's not even going to answer them all. But what it is, is, is is God understands that it's in that wrestling that we encounter. It's like, it's like when we wrestle him. You, you know, Israel was to wrestle, right? It's like there's this struggle. It's the struggle that we have. And that's embracing it. It's embracing the struggle. Well, guys, as... as um, we talked about doing discipleship. We'll talk about some practical stuff. But really, I, I, I want to be honest and, and open and transparent with you guys and in all of this. This isn't going to be some polished show. Um, it's going to be honest thoughts of a disciple, pastor, lover of Jesus living in Las Vegas and doing the best he can to make Jesus known to the broken and even unbroken parts of the world. So thanks for joining me this week. Um, I I pray that you guys enjoyed it. Um, Honestly, I I would really love it if you guys could uh, DM me or message me or let me know um, any thoughts or desires that you guys want to hear about. Um, My Instagram handle is pastor underscore PW. um, and, And then I also have deep, the letter N, wide podcast. Uh, both on Instagram or just Pat Walter um, on Facebook. 
I don't do Twitter. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all the, the friends, family, and, and even the new folks who are joining us on this journey. Um, I pray that this is, uh, you know, challenged growth and or inspired hope in your life. Um, God bless you guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and family. I would love to hear any comments, any suggestions, or any questions so I can get to them on future episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pat Walter, and I'll talk to you next week.